This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Welcome back to the Morris Code. I'm your host, Dr. Morris. I don't know what's happening in here. What's you going on? You said what now? No, she's saying she don't hear anything. You, sure you do. You hear? Turn it up over there. I can hear y'all. I can't hear you. We can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. There's a little circle right there. Turn it up. Where's the circle? It's no. Mm-mm. It's on the. It's on the counter. I'm in the. You, thank you. I'm in the studio. Jeez, like we ain't using that. <laughs> keep us in the house too much. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm totally not gonna. Yeah, we gotta get out of the house. God said, a bit. let there be sound. Well, What's we up, thank y'all? you for getting us out of the house today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. How y'all doing? It's another day's journey, and I'm glad. I'm glad about it. I'm so glad. I'm glad about it. I'm so glad. I'm glad about it. It's another day's journey, and I'm glad. I'm glad about it. You know I'm so glad. He. He what? It's that little church. I forgot the word. Hey, uh, okay, so y'all, I, I am in the studio. My husband stood me up today, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, so I had, I had to have two, three, four guests at the end of the day. Tell them who, who y'all are and, and, and uh, just say hey. Hi, I'm Rochelle Dunbar, and I'm Assistant Director of Economic and Community Development what's for your, the City of Decatur. What's your radio name? <laughs> 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 she put her put her voice on. I'm I'm Michelle Dunbar for the city of Decatur. What's I don't your... have a radio name. Okay. I I uh, used to DJ for Mahogany Perspective. Mm. Mm-hmm. DJ Rochelle. DJ. <laughs> All right. Learn something new. You knew that. I did. I said that last time. She I did. Knew, I, I knew she. Uh, you know. I know she a singer, but I didn't know she was a DJ. You know. Okay. That take a special mm. talent. Yeah, I ain't saying she ain't got it, but I'm just saying. You, know, you ain't saying she ain't, ain't got it. I just didn't know that. What's going on with you? Talk about it. Tell them who you are. Uh, I'm Pat. Yep. What's up? What's up? That's all you're going to say? Oh, folks know who I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, me. I introduce myself <laughs> every <laughs> show. <laughs> <but> <laughs> most people do. <laughs> Pat. <laughs> I am the director of economic for the city of Decatur. That's Some, probably mine. Somebody blowing up. So, listen, I was talking about student loans and, and um, college kids and, and transitioning from high school to college mm, the yeah. last week oh, and this yeah. week. And last summer, um, sent a note to you, Pat, and yeah. said, hey, we want to air Borrowed Future. Yeah. And we done that in the auditorium at the city of Decatur mm. last because Rochelle was outside directing traffic. <laughs> It was the same day. Clean up. So can we do that again this year? What you Absolutely. Think? Yeah. How many times you want to do it? Once a year, maybe. Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Pick um, the date. We'll get it set up. All right. Sounds good. You had student loans. Absolutely. I got them right now. Do mm-hmm. you? How was that? Like, uh, they're taking a the payment out in two days. <laughs> 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 in two days. Yeah. <laughs> How did, what are you? What are your thoughts? I mean, just in general of yeah. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, um, I, I'm a, I'm a victim, right, of yep. student loans. Um, so you know, I, I wasn't properly educated on student loans. Uh, I got student loans when I didn't need to get student loans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Student loans helped me to get through college to pay for other stuff other than school. Sure. Um, and so I think that's the trap that people fall fall yes, in. Yes, they do. Particularly private private student loans. Yes. So I have. I have some federal student loan, but I have a lot of private student loans. I thought the folks just were giving me some money, you know, because I'm in school. Not realizing I got to pay that $30,000 back someday. So uh, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position to to do that. But uh, it it is a pitfall that a lot of us fall into because we're not properly educated about student loans. So tell me, how will you, how, because you got three babies. Yeah. How will you do that or think about that experience different for the babies? Yeah. And, and I'm thinking about it differently even now. Yeah. Right? Uh, when my, uh, so I have a two-year, well, he'll be two in April. Um, the day he was born, I started a college fund for him. Yeah. The, the, the same day through Edward Jones, uh, which is not something that we typically do. Yeah. Right. We just don't know about it. We don't know that we need to do those type of things. Um, and so um, for me, all three of my kids are, um, they have college college um, savings, right? Yeah. And so while, while I hope not to have to pay student loans uh, for them, um, you know, we, we my wife and I set up a fund to, to make sure we can cover them from, for, co- for college, right? Yeah. So I would say, you know, to do differently, one, if you're going to get student loans, yeah. and this is to parents, if you know, parents sign off on student loans, if you're going to get... Your child gonna get student loan. Know what it is, yep. right? Know how much. Know what it's for, uh, and have a plan to pay that back because it will be due back one way or the other. It's gonna yeah. be due back, uh, and and search you know search other other grant opportunities as well. Right? I was fortunate enough to uh, to get uh, Pell Grant. Yep. Uh, and I think they do still do Pell Grants. They these do days. And, and maps. Yeah. I think. Yep. yep. So. Um, but, you know, do your research and make sure you're not setting yourself and your child up for a disaster after they graduate. Now, I I have a Parent PLUS loan now. Yep. For and one the of Parent my- PLUS loan is for the parent who has a child in, in college and whatever the aid was did not cover enough of it because you have to qualify for right. that based on need. Right. Okay. And, yep. And so I, um, so just a note to Kyle and Nia, I'm not signing, but go ahead. Oh, right. Wait, wait. So no. my mama could have got the loan. Yes. Not me. Yes. yes. Yeah. But and it so, was after, yes. right. We looked at you <laughs> first. Have some conversations <laughs> about that. <laughs> but I did have student loans yeah. and I paid them off. And, uh, my oldest, um, got loans, and then I got a Parent PLUS loan for her, and then mm-hmm. my middle one uh, got loans, and then I got a Parent PLUS loan for her. Uh-huh. And so um, I have about $4,000 left to pay. Yep. But um, there are programs, if you work for a municipality mm. and the population that you are serving in that municipality is like uh, 51% sure. uh, low Lamont, income or something yeah. like that, you can right, for some kind of a forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I have, um, as a supervisor, signed off on people's loans yeah. in which to do that. And if you work in that sector for a certain period of time, time. they mm-hmm. will forgive. 
But um, it is um, interesting. I uh, heard, I think Susie Orman say, you know, because I'm of a certain age, and she said, don't get into any more debt yep. for your children. You need to be looking at retirement and yes. funding your retirement. Mm -hmm. So let them get debt. Yeah. <laughs> or and not. Then, right. Yeah. 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 And then if they do get debt and you are so inclined to assist them in that debt, yeah. then help yeah. them do it that way. But at a certain age, you should not, meaning individuals, you should not accumulate debt yep. for your children going to school. So um, that that was real enlightening. Of course, I learned that after. I did I had watch a documentary <laughs> with my thirteen year old. You watched the. I, I did watch a documentary with my thirteen year old. The Bar Future. Yeah, it's yeah, compelling. Yeah, it is. It is it very is. compelling. Yeah, and, and I want to clarify that that forgiveness is for federal loans, not private loans. Stay away from yes. private. Oh, loans. okay. That's yes. right. Yeah. that's very true. That's, that's a, true. That's, that's, true. A, that's, that's an clear important clarification. No, that's, that's true. That's I true. think though that what you were getting at, and I know we didn't come in to talk about this, but it's so important for for me for us to have this conversation because it's a real conversation yeah. we we talk about in in our family how are we changing the narrative right and I tell my mother all the time is that she put a hard stop in yeah. in in the experience of our family yeah. and shifting the narrative and the legacy going forward yeah. people think the legacy is leaving mm -hmm. the legacy is how we live yeah, and right. so yep mm -hmm. husband and I mm -hmm. had some 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 um, student loans but it's very different for our kids yeah. like my kids will not have to have student loans Absolutely and not. when you talk about Edward Jones like it was such a beautiful experience that my husband and I said okay because they are 14 15 or 16 18 however old they are because they're working they can now have a Roth IRA. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. That's so right. So don't don't, don't wait on my insurance, yeah. right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Your Roth IRA. And so now it starts to say okay, there are no student loans here and with any good market, you should be able to possibly buy your car and yeah. or your house yeah. in cash. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how mm. do we shift the legacy yeah. of families if we and it's not about leaving money. Right. It's about living right. and how we live now right. and the choice to either take out student loans or, or sign parent plus loans or all of those things impact the legacy of of, of us as yeah. a people and humans going forward. Absolutely. No, you're, right, you're right yeah. about that. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the things is education, of course, yep. because we don't know. And so, That's right. you know, and you don't know what you don't know. That's right. Um, and so if you don't know, then the system says, oh, fill out that FAFSA. You it know? does. And I, I've heard it is a little easier now, but it was very complicated to to the point where people were intimidated by and decided not to fill it out. Absolutely. Therefore, not going to school. because they would money not, on the that's table. That's right. And you would not even be allowed to go into uh, a school if you had not filled out the FAFSA. Yep. And it, that was very hard for a lot of people. I dealt with a lot of folks that just that time were intimidated. Right it is. Yeah, yeah I think they I already think, do now. I think the school district is getting ready to do a parent. Yeah, probably a parent FAFSA parent night or something um, like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Parent Academy or something like that. Mm -hmm. So we, we, I did not invite uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pat and Michelle in. Investment <laughs> <laughs> strategy it's real. in education, but we 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 want to start to have some conversation about our city and yeah. where we're headed and how we as a listening audience can um, either support and or just engage in the work that's being done. So when we come back, we are going to talk about some of the work that's coming out of the Office of Economic Development for the city of Decatur. We'll be right back. 
This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Yes, Welcome yes. back. Welcome back to the Morris Code. We're pulling it back to, uh, in line. Um, I'm in the studio today and it is going to be pretty, pretty interesting. And I think a good conversation that the last Wednesday of each month, we'll have the city of Decatur and Cordero Patrick and Rochelle in to talk about she's shaking her head. No. So I don't. Does that a no? He, you're not coming. My she last name is Dunbar. I'm so sorry. That's OK. God, dog, I was doing good. <laughs> you, you just messed up my flow. Uh, <laughs> I was flowing. Well. Wasn't I, Rochelle Dunbar? I was like, would you not coming? What do you mean? What did I do? But Woo, we. Hallelujah. So. I saw um, Rochelle and Pat at at the Park District's 100th breakfast anniversary jazz uh, not too long ago, and um, breakfast early in the morning. Yeah, seven a.m. It was, wasn't I know, it? I'm still tired. Are you? It was early. It's good. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that popped up during that time was a project that you all are heavily involved in. And so I really wanted to talk about that. But this is going to be crucial. Oh, because um, as we march towards the election, this is the other thing that you and I had talked about, yes. Michelle, was um, becoming more engaged in what's happening in our city. Mm-hmm. As it relates to whether it's economic development, whether it's revitalization, whether it's housing improvement, um, all of these things should be driving us in in how we vote for city council, school board, um, local judges, local judges, all of those things. And so as we march towards an election about a year from now that's specific to local we're going to have conversations each month. And so they were like, what do we want to talk about? So I want to talk about the park district thing. Uh, Cordero, we had talked before about the ecosystem study that I'm yeah. heavily interested, still continue to be interested in. Yeah, yeah. I'm also interested in the Jasper Street Corridor project because I have a property yeah. or two or three along Jasper Street Corridor. And so I'm vested in that, but I'm vested in the community. So let's start with... And y'all will be on at the end of the last Wednesday of every month. That's so right. we won't get it in today, but um, we'll be back to have some continuity in the discussion around what's happening in our city right. and how this is going to impact how I vote for sure. Let's talk about the, the Garfield project. Um, so uh, we have um, we're working in coordination with the school district to put together a project uh, utilizing the old Durfee, old Garfield School. Where is that at? Um, on Grand, West Grand. Okay. Um, part it's right of, next to the park, Garfield Park. Right. And so, um, in con- you know, they are right uh, together. Um, located beside that school is a park, Garfield Park. And so we're working um, on a project to create affordable housing in that building. So we've applied for li- low-income tax credit. Yeah. Um, points and hopefully funding to assist us with the development of that project. So in the the meantime, we are looking at that area as an opportunity or that project as a catalyst for doing some things wonderful in that area. Um, That's the Neighborhood United, GM Square um, area. And uh, with 
the Walgreens being there yeah. and the Save-A-Lot. So it's an opportunity for us to do some yes. good things over there. But anyway, um, part of what we were talking about is we are giving um, the Park District uh, uh, $250,000 to assist yeah. with uh, redoing that park. The whole overall project is over a million dollars, yeah. right? Um, but um, we have a community development block grant COVID funding that is allowed to be utilized in a lot of different ways. And sure. one of the things that we can do is creating opportunities outside for people to play and, and um, do things um, so as to prevent, prepare, you know, for COVID. And so uh, we're able to use that funding in which to do that. So we um, have an agreement uh, with the park district to yeah. do some improvements to that park. So Neighborhood United is an active uh, neighborhood organization in that area. They're very excited. The park district did um, have some open public meetings. Sure. And it was very well attended. Um, and folks basically kind of said, you know, this is what we want to see in the park in this area. So that project should start, you know, probably in the spring. Um, but it's going to be a real good um, catalyst and allow us to be able to, I don't want to say market, but, you know, yep. bring some life to a part of the city that some people feel has been ne neglected. So you uh, have a different way, Cordero, of looking at economic development and 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 community and city in yeah. terms of how you continue to develop our community. Yeah. Talk about any of that from your perspective and your expertise, because you ain't new to this. Yeah. Thanks, Dr. Moore. Let, let me first say thank you for having us on your show. So we appreciate that. We'll I mean, I've been asking you for a long time, I, I but y'all just be like. You know, it's just sound like. <laughs> we working, girl. We busy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been crazy, but I, I do. I don't take that for granted. I do appreciate you. Well, uh, I know you take some hits. Us out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, uh, I know that's, that. That's what I do every day. Yes. Hits. But um, <laughs> now I appreciate the question. So. Uh, it, I, I say, you know, I joke and I often say this is pathology. This is just kind of my philosophy when it comes to economic community development because you can't have one without the other, right? You can't do economic development well without, you know, doing community development sure. well, right? Um, and so that's the lens in which I see it through. And I also see it through the lens of uh, building capacity in people more so than yeah. building capacity in um Brick and mortar, which is very right? different. It's very different, very different. right? And, and so, if we if we build compassion in people, the brick and mortar will come, okay. right? Uh, because when you when you invest in people uh, from an economic development perspective, from a capacity perspective, from a workforce perspective, from yeah. a health and safety perspective, all the brick and mortar stuff will come, and, and the people will be prepared and ready for those. Things. When I say brick and mortar, yep. I mean economic development that comes along with that. Um, I give you an example. Uh, we're, we're in the process of creating a new tax increment finance um, district in, in the same area that we sure. were just talking about around the Garfield School. Uh, and we're doing it different, right? Yeah. Uh, if you look at a lot of TIFs that we've done, and there have been some good TIFs here in the city of Decatur that have done some great things and revitalized downtown, some other things. Uh, but uh, this is the first TIF that I've been involved in as Economic Community Development Director here in Decatur. And one of the things I made clear is that we can't do a TIF without making sure that those funds that's coming in to do development is not going back into the neighborhood sure. in which we're doing these developments in. So, right. for example, Neighborhood United. And so we're going to make sure that with this TIF that we are able to create programs to invest back into folks' homes, into infrastructure, have sidewalks to walk down and being able to bike in neighborhoods. Um, 
and, and doing a lot of what what I consider in the investment people as well as investing in, in new development that may come to that area. And that's just the lens inside that I see economic community development. And I don't make any apologies about that. That's just, that's just what it is. So let me ask you this, because this is a good first show for us, because we know that you'll be back. But tell me or explain to me how the difference between what you do in economic development, economic and community development, and the EDC. Yeah, so that's a good question. So mm-hmm. uh, actually, I mean, we had some conversation about that just today. today. <laughs> uh, and so in the EDC do, does very well. And, and the EDC really focuses on making sure that we can get those large manufacturers and in, in industries here in Decatur and how do we retain sure. those? You know, how, how do we get the Tillamooks and, and keep the ADMs and the Caterpillars yes. and those folks in town? But what the EDC really doesn't do is focus on those small-scale retail restaurant businesses, uh, the yeah. investment in small businesses themselves. Uh, that's just not the area that they, they, they focus in. And so for me, that's all role, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? That's the role of the city to be able to do that. And so, in fact, you know, I have a position open now as a business development manager uh, to assist us with thinking about how do we work with commercial property owners and brokers to make sure that we can yeah. in, in, invest back into those properties and attract the type of retail and restaurants and small businesses into Decatur that folks want to see. Folks are telling us we want more options here in Decatur, sure. right? Uh, and so we're trying to do our part you know, this year to make that a, a reality. But the other thing is, is that we have to invest in small business that exists right now, yeah. right? Uh, and I personally don't believe that we've done enough to put the right kind of wraparound service around small businesses, particularly minority-owned businesses here in Decatur to make sure that they are successful. And so we're kind of creating this uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem. There's another ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, entrepreneurship <laughs> e- ecosystem to to be able to invest in and uh, put our arms around small businesses. So we got about three or four minutes left. Let's talk about what's top of mind for you. What do you want to cover while we have this few minutes left? No? Yeah? Me? I, okay. I, I can make it up now. Uh <laughs> Uh, top of mind for me is, um, listen, I, I, I say this in a lot of rooms. Um, we have to uh, invest and be serious about the investment in housing here in Decatur. Sure. Um, we have some major corporations that's getting ready to online here in Decatur in the next couple of years. And I'm afraid that we don't have the housing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, it, we're going to find ourselves in a in a real pickle if we don't take that serious right now. And it's not just the city of Decatur. Yeah. Uh, this is a call to action to all taxing bodies. All taxing bodies have to come together and figure out how do we going to create the type of housing that's needed here in Decatur. And to be quite frank with you, it's going to take some subsidies for that to happen right now because the economics just doesn't work right now for private developers. Um, to to be a certain type of houses in, in certain places here in Decatur, uh, we're doing our part by doing some rehab on, on occupied yeah. rehab on, on occupied houses right now. We're partnering with Northeast Community Fund to do small repair program uh, to do small repairs on homes right now. But that's really to preserve the housing that exists right now. But at some point, we need to think about how do we build the new modern age houses here in the city of Decatur. Rochelle and Cordero, thank y'all for joining me. Thank you for agreeing to uh, engage in the conversation each month. Uh, You are listening to The Morris Code on WSOY 1340, 103.3 FM. And if you missed the show tonight, check, catch the podcast on nowdecatur.com. Thank y'all for listening, and I will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.
You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.